Hey, what's up? It's Jeremy White, and this episode of the Mitchell Fun and Jeremy White Show is brought to you in part by First Nations Fiber. If you didn't know, I'm a proud Mohawk from Gahnawage. I grew up and still live on a native reservation about 15 minutes from downtown Montreal, Gahnawage. In my entire life, I grew up with probably the worst internet connection you could possibly imagine. We had like a local cable service ISP, and the speeds were just terrible. Like dial-up level speeds. Connection was terrible. We do interviews. Connection will be constantly dropping, loading, buffering. With First Nations Fiber, they're finally providing a service to the community with high speeds, incredible service, and prices that are affordable for everyone. Visit radio.fnfiber.com now to get information on how to sign up if you're in Gahnawage. And we're going to be servicing other Indigenous communities at some point in the future as well, which we're very excited about. FNFiber.com to get all the details. And thank you to First Nations Fiber for allowing Mitch and I to do these interviews with the greatest connection possible. Also, if you're in the Montreal area, I DJ Friday nights at Morella's inside Magic Palace in Gahnawaga. Come on by. I soundtrack the dining room from 7.30 to about midnight-ish. And it's all the feel-good, funky vibes. You can have a nice quality dinner, too. They got the dry-aged steaks, the pastas. Everything is just phenomenal. The wine selection is brilliant. Visit Magic Palace and uh, Morella's Restaurant on the socials, and you can check it out on my stuff as well. Let's get right over to the show. A Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. Are you ready? Online. Are you ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. There they are. Yo! What's going on? Hello. G'day. G'day. Welcome to uh, Almost Midnight in Montreal. It's terrific. Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I, love the, I love the fact that you guys are in like a super exotic place looking all awesome and we're just here like, yeah, it's it's not as cool. I know. <laughs> thinking, about, thinking about tea and crumpets and going to bed. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, well look, I, yeah, of course. Look, let's get right into this. Uh, the, I mean, Daydream catapulted this trio into the limelight, scoring the number one single at Australian country radio. Their brand new song, Oops, I Love Ya. It's officially out now. Uh, pick it up wherever you stream and request it at radio. I'm sorry to disappoint the Buckleys. We're not Kyle and Jack. Yo, it's Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White. Welcome to the <laughs> Buckleys. You guys, Bucks is. is great to even us. Even better. Real quick, uh, is it mandatory to wear ACDC shirts in Australia and work with in excess managers? I'm just, I'm just curious. Always, yeah, yeah. Especially ACD shirts, yeah. yeah. It's part of the law. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, look, to be fair, you look at ACDC, Mutt Lang was married to Shania Twain, and the two of them did, in fact, change the world of country. Now, you guys are coming out in 2022 with this incredible pop country stuff. Basically, a game changer. I mean, you kind of have something in relation. I mean, you, you know... It, <laughs> well, thank thank you. well that's very kind <laughs> it's uh yeah it's pretty cool we have some yeah pretty cool aussie legends to uh have come up through the music industry yeah ACDC in excess and all those guys actually very... often he's wearing it in excess shirt oh I have to... <laughs> nice <laughs> see it's the law 
That's it right. is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think you'd be excommunicated if you didn't, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, 100. Oh, right. <laughs> Lord, she, she's got a rose tattoo shirt underneath on on top of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Where are your fan t-shirts? <laughs> I know. Well, I got the scorpions tonight, and uh, yeah. what, I, I'm doing Genesis Invisible Touch. There you go. Oh, nice. Ooh, it's the greatest, okay. it's the greatest okay. album. But, hey, listen, part of me. I'm the odd one out. I should have worn a band t-shirt. <laughs> no, no, you got the stage stick going. You got like the wardrobe. I, I like that. We, we like the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so look, let, let's talk about the music. Um, yeah. Brand new single, Oops, I Love You, you're going to be hitting radio across America. Basically, I think it's a smash right off the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I listened to it earlier and I was like, yeah, this is exactly what even hot AC kind of radio needs. Like, it's just upbeat, feel-good vibes. Uh, talk a little bit about the song and, like, how did this whole thing happen? Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. That's yeah. uh, We're so excited finally have new music out. It's, like, next chapter yeah. after releasing our debut album. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. This song, <laughs> like, the last two years, we obviously spent a lot of time writing together <laughs> and at home. And um, this song was, like, kind of different to all of the other songs we've you know, written and the way we've kind of come up with them. I was actually jamming with our youngest brother, Buckley, that no one knows about yet. <laughs> He's 15. The, the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, just wait till he joins the band. <laughs> but he plays drums and we were just jamming and I play bass. And so we kind of just started jamming on this like idea and he was like, mm. Sarah, that bass line. And I probably would have forgotten about it. And then kind of jammed around it, just had something loose and then brought it to these guys. And kind of as a joke said, Started singing "Oops, I Love You." Like yeah. I will change this it later. Went Nash- <laughs> no, she bought it to like, us in Nashville. <laughs> no, we did it in uh, in your room. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. We were writing it, and we we're like, I feel like there's something here. Let's wait, because sometimes we'll start writing stuff, and we'll be like, let's wait until we can like collaborate with someone who we know we'll can just put, we're in the vibe their, put their magic Nashville. on it and mm. like put a spin on it that we might not have seen um and so we did that with oops so yeah we came up with like a little bit of the oops i love you and all that here but then we went over to nashville uh and brought it up with chad carson who is our producer over there um mm-hmm. produced that song um and so yeah it was just like such a fun song to write it yeah like, it was <laughs> so it was basically like the baseline you're grooving your brother's on drums and he was like oh that's all like it was something that you would have just thrown away had he not said yeah. something yeah totally it was like yeah because he kept saying like sorry you gotta like go like do more in that whatever i was working on and so i started jamming on it kind of playing around with some melodies that you hear in the chorus and yeah. just kind of brought it yeah. to these guys and they, then molly kept saying because i sound oops i love you kind of as a joke <laughs> but it was just the first thing that came into my head and then molly's like no like that's what it is oh, and she's <laughs> like oh, let's change it to this i mean look it's a catchy title and it's easy to remember and sing what more do you want yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's funny. And then Chad really loved it as well. So I'm like, well, I guess that's the title. Oops, I love you. <laughs> Glad I said it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's interesting because even listening to the song, it's got kind of like that early, like late 90s, early 2000s, like Shania, like Faith Hill kind of vibe. Like even in the production, yeah. like it's kind of cool to hear that kind of like melody over guitar, drums and bass again in music because less right. is more. And it, it really shines on this song. Thank, oh, you. thank you so much yeah it's funny that you say that actually because we were listening to a lot of like 90s yeah. <laughs> at the time like um even like the cardigans <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah had that on replay <laughs> around <Yeah>. the time <laughs> uh, let me just ask you you're, you're going down the the route uh, or the route of of country 
you're young, you're, why not pop? Why not go the whole sort of Britney Spears, uh, those kind of, why not go that way? Why are we Billie Eilish and Tate McRae? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> a little more up, uh, more contemporary. Come on, Mitch, <laughs> give it the times. How come you're not going the Bonnie Tyler, Whitney Houston route? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it was just the way we were raised because we were always brought up in country and I mean, like, well, yeah. And like going to country music festivals, playing right. out, that's what first started. And we all, we've always had a love for country music and everything, just like the wholesomeness of the songwriting mm. and all of the great artists through the years. So, yeah. like, yeah, I think that's, sort of, that's always been our base. Keith Urban. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we really <laughs> love our chops, like, in Nashville, like, writing and mm. learning how to craft songs. So it feels like that's kind of our home. But, I mean, that doesn't mean, you know, we love playing. We play everywhere around Australia, like, from the pop festivals, the blues festivals, the country festivals. So, you know, it's really important for us not to kind of be pigeonholed into one box, but to be able to play to everyone, which is, you know, all of our favourite right. bands, whether they came from country like Shania Twain or, you know, Fleetwood Mac, who's, you know, other thing, other genres. So... Yeah, we just kind of play what we feel, and whoever likes it, likes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lachlan, it's funny you talk about Nashville and stuff. I mean, even those records, you listen to Shania, Shania's records and, uh, you know, Faith Hill, you listen. I mean, you got people like Dan Huff and Brent Mason on the guitars, and, you know, they've created some iconic guitar tones and licks right. over the years. Like, does yeah. that influence your guitar playing when you're in the studio? or? Yeah, definitely, because there's, there's so much guitar in every single thing out there. So it's like when you're in the studio recording, kind of try and bring in all those other influences and you're kind of, you're doing it on the fly as well. So that's the scary right. thing. You just do it on the fly. Like, all right, that works. Just yeah. go with that and forget about it for a little bit and come back to it. So yeah, there's definitely lots of different inspirations mm. from all those artists and guitarists. Who are some of the main guitar players like coming up? You're like, oh yeah, that, that is a sick player. Like right. uh, that guy's got chops. Like, was there any guitar players that stuck out to you? That yeah, the you? main ones, Jimi Hendrix. Can't can't forget, um, um, Dwayne Allman from the Allman Brothers. Wow, and who else? Rory Gallagher, the guitarist from Thin Lizzy. Um, yeah, some Scott Gorham. Pardon? Scott Gorham from Scott Gorham. Yeah, and um, what's his what's the other guitarist name? Brian. Uh, Robertson. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's freaking. See, awesome. Mitch, that's your wheelhouse. You were supposed to know that. But I do know Rory Gallagher, so that's kind of cool. No, but oh, um, do you see yourself uh, then, if you're playing all these different festivals, then doing albums that have sort of all these elements? I mean, do you want to sort of become a top country act or you just want to become a top act? And whether you do a pop song and, you know, song one is country, song two is pop, song three is, you know, whatever, hard rock. I mean, do, do you want to sort of just do whatever feels right? Yeah, I feel like when we record and write, we just kind of want to make the best music we can and whatever right. we're feeling inspired by in that moment. And like I yeah. said, like in terms of who picks it up and who listens to it, we hope that everyone will, no matter where, you know, they and come we, from or what yeah. they listen to. Hopefully. And we hope that everyone can kind of find a little bit of whatever they love in music mm. Um, mm. when they listen, like in some way. So if someone loves country, they like hear that in it or if someone likes rock, they hear a bit of that element in it. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean, I think we just love so we pretty much just love good music and all music. So it's hard <laughs> yeah. to like sound like one like only one thing when you listen to when you try listen to everything anyway. Um but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like everything 
yeah, a lot of those influences are poured into the songs in their own ways anyway. And yeah. I can appreciate that in the Oops, I Love You single, because listen, I- I'm the hard rock guy, I'm the Def Leppard guy, I'm the Genesis Bon Jovi guy, yeah. and I heard this oh. song. <laughs> bon jo- right? Oh, are we going to oh. talk Bon Jovi now? Listen, greatest American band ever. I'm just going to say oh, so Right behind Van Halen. That's you not even a, not even the competition. It's bunch of but but no. But I'm just you know when I hear your song, you know I I come from that older school. I come from that '80s raw, and I heard this, and right away it connected. I just went, it's a fucking great song. And Jeremy goes, it's the song of the summer. It's going to be a smash hit across radio. And I just went, yeah, it is <laughs> because it's got all the elements you want. It's it's fun. It's. I, I mean, I, I want to say it's light, but I don't want to take that as an insult. It's just. It's just fun. It's, you hear yeah, it and you yeah, just yeah. go. Do do do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. Right? That's very. Yeah. No, that's very kind, and that's exactly like how we want it to connect with people. Like you know, no matter or regardless of what they're into, hopefully it just has kind of you know a soul mm. that um can connect with most people. Right. right. Now enough about that. Bon Jovi. Um, yeah. This is not the Bon Jovi moment. No. Molly used to work on the docks. Come on, uh, say it. Yeah. Yeah. She's been on strike. <laughs> See, uh, well, such a big Bon Jovi fan. Wait, me too. Dad oh, oh. just used to pump that stuff. We just yeah. pump that. Oh, so yo, the dad rock. Come Can on. Can we interview your dad? Can we interview dad because he he's obviously a great person. so actually talk to me about that because you know oops i love you and and what some of the what bon jovi does or def leppard it's really not that different i mean it's sort of got the 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 chorus it's got the fun um how much are that did those bands influence you that sort of what dad was playing in a sense Mm, Uh, yeah mm. pretty massively i mean dad was an 80s rock and roll drummer so we had a lot of um of that music while we were growing up as well. And he loved like pumping, you know, Bon Jovi and Finn Lizzy. Finn Lizzy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's great music. Like you just can't deny it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. Just fun it. euphoric music that you can, can help us sing along to and just feel good when you're listening to it. Yeah. Especially the big energetic exactly. choruses, yeah. like just the big sound. Like, like Eagles, when you listen to yeah. it, you're like, Oh yeah, that's like, you can hear that in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially, I really love like having listened to a lot of that music. Just like the attitude, especially as like female singers. Like we didn't kind of grow up with any sort of like expectation of what like female vocalists are supposed to kind of have in their right. attitude or whatever. Like we just grew up grew up singing everything from like Bon Jovi to Patsy Cline to, to Rolling like, Stones Dog. <laughs> and like right. everything. And so like having that kind of um I love like that 80s energy and mm. attitude and like of the male singers, but also like a lot of the female singers. We're so inspired by yeah. like Blondie Jerry, and Joan yeah. Jett, um Kylie you know, Minogue. Yeah, Kylie Minogue, absolutely. Oh, I love her. I actually love Kylie. Yeah, she's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie. Guilty pleasure. You just love her because she's lovable. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, got, I got a question, though. I mean, okay. like, how did how does the family become musicians? Though? I mean, like, who grabbed the guitar? Like, did you guys start on drums and then keys and like trade instruments and then you settled on what you play now? Or like, how did that all happen? Was it competitive? I started on bass. Sarah, Sarah was the original one to get super into 
mm. like her guitar and songwriting. And then I started on bass. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah, I'll play four string and string. I'll just play yeah. the G string and whatever. Yeah, this is when I'm in, this is when I was like 10 years old, 11. Right. And then Ollie, do you play like mandolin um, or fiddle or something? Yeah. I mean, we always kind of play music because dad had a, like a, um, what's it called? practice room in our um mm. like jam space. rehearsal space or rehearsal yeah, yeah. space yeah yeah, yeah. Rehearsal no, was he space. in a band um yeah. yeah yeah so um which one the radiators that was his big mom. aussie rock band yeah yeah you'll be like what yeah <laughs> oh, look at that radiators. the radiators just went number one on itunes thanks to this interview <laughs> no, that, is, that is some top quality rock right there um, but yeah, so the instruments that. were sitting around then. You were exposed to music yeah. properly. Totally. totally. And so, I mean, there was a drum kit. You know, Sarah jumped on drums. I think that was like your first <laughs> yeah. instrument. Yeah. Dad bought um, Sarah a drum kit. So I was weird. And we just, about yeah. drums. And then I switched to guitar like two weeks later. <laughs> we had like microphones set up. So, you know, we were all singing. And, yeah. Yeah. And then we, when we kind of grew a bit more, then we like chose our instruments a bit more. So, like, I found the mandolin from like, we used to have this jam night. In the yes. Billy Nudgel Hotel. It's a local pub. Yeah. In the, in the bush. And there was like yeah. a hillbilly across, like literally over the hill, like literally over the hill. Um, <laughs> a hillbilly named Hillbilly Robbie. And he came with his mandolin. And I was like, what's that? Um, like, what is this I, medieval instrument? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> no it's one knows my that. ears. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just uh, just uh, Jeremy, I'm looking this up. Mick Buckley, uh, yeah, member of the Radiators, 1978 <laughs> to present. They're still going on. Look at this. <laughs> Oh no, my he's, god! He's not with the rads. We anymore. yeah, he doesn't play with the radiators, but we have started bringing him on stage at our shows to play an old radiator song, and like all the audience like knows it because they're kind of you know an Aussie classic band, and he comes. Oh, that's awesome though! Come on, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. So, so then I guess when you decide to go into music, Dad doesn't go. Oh, stop it! Go be a lawyer. Just go to school. He, he just yeah, go he, drive he, Uber. Yeah, go go it's do it. This is the thing. It's like oh yeah, do what you want to do, do what you love, but. Just be prepared for the music industry <laughs> if, if that's the road you're going down. He um, always like, apologizes. He's like, I'm yeah. so sorry for getting you into the music industry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is such a dumb idea. Like, what are you guys? <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I should have listened to your mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, to be fair, that is sound advice. The music industry yeah. can suck. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I appreciate it. It's too, late. <laughs> it's too but you know late. What? Hey, you need somebody honest like that in your life to kind of keep you grounded, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. it is It is great that we have parents that do know the music industry and the ups and downs that goes with mm. it. And there's, you know, we didn't grow up with any kind of um, illusion of what it is or kind of um, mm. romantic fantasy of what it looks like. like. We knew what, you know, being a musician looks like because dad was, has always been a musician. Yeah, we'd be going to his shows when we were kids falling asleep behind him on the stage. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the hard work that it takes and everything yeah. that goes into it, we, um, you know, fell in love with you know that side as well just like yeah. and um the I think journey we've always that been taught to just like love the process because yeah. you never know well where, where mm. you'll end up or how you'll end up um so mm. yeah you got to be like happy right now how did you end up where you are i mean how did you get onto universal music and work in nashville and i mean you're still at least over here, you're still high school aged. You're, how did you go from being kids in your bedroom, just you know, plopping on the bass to international interviews, number one singles, awards? 
I mean, that's that. You you should be twenty seven, <laughs> not seventeen. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's um yeah. We kind of like we said, we just always have done it as a family. So like right. we would go to country music festivals growing up from a time when I was about 12 years old. And so just kind of it's been this, you know, long journey of us just doing what we love and together as a family. Mm. Um, and it just kind of snowballed and, you know, me and Molly saved up for ages to get to Nashville by the time I was 16 years old. So we eventually got to Nashville um, and just did kind of a family trip um, over there and then, you know, met people and started songwriting and that just kind of grew all of that and you know started recording and then eventually we met um the founder of our record label chris murphy who managed in excess and um you know that's how he signed our record label and universal music it's just so incredible as well so um it's just been this kind of ongoing natural progression and journey and yeah. i don't know here we are <laughs> super, super right. thankful yeah Wow, it's amazing and and you hear the new song and you just think this band's about to explode i mean if if this is how good it is already i can't imagine like two years down the road once you've had a chance to tour now that the pandemic is sort of done and you can actually leave your country Um, (laughs) right well i mean that how did that affect you by the way because you had your singles going on in australia you had stuff going on you you had these trips to nashville and then they went you can't go anywhere. You can't tour. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, you're but staying you're home. Like, yeah. how did, what did dropping, that do? Dropping our first album on like the within the first week of the world shutting down. That was the first single. <laughs> yeah. single, but well, we no, also no, dropped was... our first album during the pandemic and yeah. the lockdown. And it was like, it was, it was good because at least we could release something and exactly. you know have keep some, the momentum. Going. Yeah, keep the momentum going. And even though. Like one of our favorite things is actually going out and playing shows. Right. Like, Memento you know. needs shows. You need shows. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got bills to pay, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like so, like part of the process of recording. Like you write a song, you go in the studio, you plan mm. for the release. And then after the release, that's the time when you kind of go play it in front of people and then mm. you get it reciprocated or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. And you then the energy. That- yeah, exactly. Um, and then when that's not there, it's kind of like, ah, it's like things are happening, but it's hard to see it because you're not yeah. living the experience. Yeah. You're kind yeah. of, it's all kind of from home. It's all like but the internet, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But then, look, I mean, you listen to the first record you guys put out and then you jump to this. I mean, it's a little bit different. It's almost like, you know, taking a step further. And I mean, it, does it being kind of locked down and looking at the first record, does it make you like reevaluate things like, oh, maybe we should do this or maybe go in this route or have a little bit more fun or like, does it change your approach to the music? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that happen that we're so um, kind of thankful for in a way um, mm. that, you know, wouldn't have happened if we had a vein out on the road. So, for example, I started playing bass because we were at home doing all these virtual uh, – we did a world virtual tour with Live Nation and we were nice. playing at home and we didn't have a bass player because we couldn't, um, you know, a bass player. Uh, come on, get the Pro Tools rig rigged Sorry. up. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Aren't those virtual tours the greatest? It'd be like, <laughs> no, I just go to the fridge and grab me some milk. Yeah. All right, like, yeah. All right uh, next song. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you hear like someone like clashing dishes in the background. The dogs barking. Yeah. Like, Listen, is- I'm doing this from at home, and I, I got this dog sitting on the bed and going, "I just hope nobody comes in. I just hope nobody comes in." Because <laughs> yeah, they will be barking any moment, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know if you've heard our dog has just barked a few times. <laughs> I have. I have. I actually yeah. thought it was mine. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, hold on. So I was going to say, talk about the live show then, because I mean, it's obviously the three. How do you do you bring out like extra like, I mean, you're going to bring out the 15 year old brother at some point to play drums or like what's the live show? Like what's the approach to it? Yeah, well, we're pretty kind of um, like we said, we kind of love all those kind of old school bands like we're bigly influenced by the 80s and people like Bon Jovi and those live style shows. So we definitely have that kind of um, element to our live show. It's kind of everybody running around like. Yeah, Tarzan wrote. You know, pyro are, you, are you doing the pyro? Are you, are you doing the pyro? You well, you know what? Look, I, I always go back and tell Mitch, like, one of the biggest influences in my life, like, growing up was watching Shania Twain's Up Live in Chicago DVD. And you see the band. I watch that all the time. I watch it religiously. I We've right, had, like, Brent Marcus, and we've had Corey Churko on the show and the, talking about that DVD. and But it's just so cool to see all the band walking around on stage. Like, it was a vibe. And, like, you don't see that anymore. Totally. totally yeah. yeah. So that's a big part of, you know, we were, we have our drummer, Vinny and Dylan will probably start playing with us soon. Our younger yeah. brother, we're kind of training him up. <laughs> so we might have two drum kits at one point. Two piece <laughs> section where we got the budget. Yeah. We have two right. piece section sometimes <laughs> on the road. Oh God, um, they're going to become guns and roses before they get yeah. to their next album. Like, you got to like have this. the three fiddles, like doing the whole thing. Yes. Oh my God. They're like pixies. Mm. Oh <laughs> yes. So you feel like they're like little pixies running around the stage and Shania's man. <laughs> It'd be epic. Uh, Oops, I love you. Available now wherever you get your music. Uh, I just want to talk, Lachlan, really quickly. I've seen you playing this double neck guitar in like a bunch of these videos. Like, what's the deal with the double neck? Because I'm a guitar player too, and it's a real task to be playing and carrying around a double neck. Like, how did that whole thing start? I've just gotten used to it. Hey, I don't know how or why. But yeah, it's 12 strings on the top, six string on the bottom. And it does, I have to say, it adds a massive um, flavor to Mm. our live sound. And in every, in pretty much all the songs, I switch between 12 and 6. Mm. So, like, choruses in 12 or 6 and vice versa. Right. And, um, yeah, it just adds a massive, a massive flavor to the live sound, which I didn't actually think it would add. And, um, like, as much of a difference as it did. So yeah, it's um it's a pretty cool guitar to play live and <laughs> pretty fun as well. Yeah. Are you playing until re- you have a, a twenty year career and you're forty and your back's hurting going, I should never have fucking played. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it literally weighs the same as it was full. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, yeah. you yeah. look at Steve Vai. Steve Vai just got this guitar made from Ibanez. It's called the Hydra, and it's got like five necks on it. It's got like a oh, harp yeah. built into it. <laughs> it I, don't, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> are you playing? Are you playing through uh, real amps? Or are you using fractals? Running a stereo rig? Like, get it, talk about gear yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I'm running a um, stereo rig to um, two 80 watt speakers. Or well, depends what the house amp is. I got my amp two 12s and then i'll use whatever other amp i have access to run that stereo <laughs> through the pedal board yeah and yeah just that really <laughs> uh sarah are you guys like uh gear heads too or are you just kind of like oh, we'll play through whatever's there yeah i'm not really because Sarah, i gotta... Sarah's, yeah. Sarah's like just give me a body lead to plug into my bass and then we're done uh, i'll just take a di box like i'm good yeah literally i'm and not joking it's not DI like box. going boo boo she's like yeah she's like hates I know, any like shitty yeah. sound i know what i wanted to sound like but i'm not because i'm more like you know songwriting and that kind of world she's more so lead, than gear she's a lead singer. <laughs> i'm right. just like it sound big and bassy and that's all she i care about punched in the yeah. face by that bass <laughs> yeah Whatever I want to feel it in their heart. <laughs> yeah, as long as the bass and vocals are loud, that's all I care about. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oops, I love you. Obviously, the first taste of what we can expect 2022 from the Buckleys. Are we going to, are we got a, like a full record in the works? Are we going to do the EP? Like, what's the approach and what can we expect this year? The thing is, if I told y'all, I'd have to kill y'all. <laughs> uh, Does it include a cover of The Radiators Coming Home, their big debut uh, single? Oh, it's, we definitely thought about it. We definitely, we definitely thought about it. See? Um, ah, their <laughs> debut single. Charted yeah. at number 33 on the Kent we'll Music Report. To, we'll send it to you guys. We can have this like our own little leaked version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be an inside joke between us. It'll be perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got a bit. We got a big double deluxe LP gatefold vinyl coming from the Buckleys. That's right. Which is exciting. Uh, <laughs> uh, slippery be- when wet. Best Bon Jovi album ever. Correct. Oh, so good. Also, what a name. What a name. Right. Whatever. uh, uh, New Jersey. Eh. Slippery when wet, number one. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. Oh, my God. One of the Uh, guys um, Uh who does our production in our Uh team. He hates us. He hates us saying this story, by the way. So every time we say it, he's just like, gets so mad. But we're going to. Oh, let's hear it. I'm listening. Go ahead. John Bon Jovi's double. So he had like kind of on, in the on 80s. This, on, on the Slippery When Wet tour. On the tour, he had like a similar build and like the mullet, curly hair. And so he got called into the office one day saying, so like this is your new job. When we need you, you just need to come in and just run from the hotel room to the limo and John Bon Jovi will go at the back and you just, he just wears the hat things and runs and that was his job. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> he got executed by women when they found out that it wasn't Bon Jovi. They were like, you guys got a picture of this guy you have you got to get a picture of them like side by side like from back in the day we've been trying to get a hold of because he showed us we like tried to steal it from his phone but we haven't got it yet right we we need that yeah Yeah. (laughs) remember remember uh jeremy in montreal when john five took my outfit and i had to wear his outfit so we could to, to, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you wore his jacket. Nobody believed you were John Five, by the way. Yeah, I walked out in his big pimp jacket, and they were like, what? "Are you John F-? I was like, "No." no. And he yeah. took my <laughs> foreigner hat, and he went out the other side. Yeah. Oh my god, John Five, amazing, so good. Just real quick before we wrap up here, I mean, are you going to be hitting the road? Are you going to come to America this year for like a bunch of shows and stuff? That uh-huh. is definitely the plan. Uh, so, look, yeah. Whenever we get a chance, we're on the plane. Oh, yeah. love it. We'll be there yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> right. Here, here's yeah, the important question. Away. You come to Montreal, do Jeremy and I, Jeremy and I get a God pass? A God pass, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that all means. You got to make sure it says it on your pass sheet. It's got to say all access God pass because that's what well, Kiss yeah, puts on their, on their passes. One, we have one God pass and then one Sister Mary pass. Uh, <laughs> that one. Uh, <laughs> and and Mitch's sister Mary. Hey, but if it gets me into the show, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Well, look, new music from the Buckleys. Uh, make sure you go and pick it up wherever you get music. Request it at your local radio station. Yeah. Catch them on the road this year and look out for some incredible stuff from this uh, absolutely phenomenal fan band uh, in 2022. Sarah Molly Lachlan, this was fantastic. So great to meet you and uh, best of luck. Thank you. We can't wait to see you in person. Yeah, you guys are going to smash it with this new song. I just can't wait to see it blow up. It's going to be great. It's a terrific song. It it really is going to blow up. Really is. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you, cats. Yeah. More Bon Jovi discussions, please. Yes. Uh, And Def Leppard. And Def Leppard. And Van Halen. And And Shania Twain. What more do you want? Up live in Chicago. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Sarah, real quick, what's your favorite Shania Twain song? Oh my god! Um, oh my god! Um, on the spot. I mean, don't impress me much. Obviously, yeah. it's such a how can you look past? But I've recently been playing along to um, the one that's in Twister. No one needs to know right now. Right. This hits yeah, you right. Now. That okay. bridge section. I'm not alone. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I was up at Calm down. <laughs> I was up at 3 a.m. this morning somehow stumbling <laughs> upon, I didn't know this existed until now, Shania Twain and Harry Styles at Coachella. Mm, and I was like, yes. watching. And then I was so inspired. I started like, like playing, like got jumping on the piano after it. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, so man. <laughs> it's, it's the best. I mean, that, du- that dude is living on my childhood fantasy, man. Yeah. So good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, iconic duo. You start yeah. playing that F note. Dan it, Dan it, I mean, come on. It's iconic. Okay. So you're Lachlan Buckley. That don't impress me much. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's good. So we good. Are you trying like fire right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. An all new episode of the Mitchell Fine and Jeremy White Show. Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.